Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and Stu Kedwell's with us, the co-head of North American Equities at RBC Global Asset Management. Popular guest, so popular that we even named a day after him. <laughs> do, you, do you know what that day is, Stu? Uh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> well, that's when we're taping this week, which is, yeah, so you're right. So that's a shot at me because uh, I, I had... Uh, I had a full day yesterday and we, we, we couldn't get the taping in. So we are a day late for Stu's days, which, uh, which uh, I, I, I hear there's some, uh, some big retailers across the country that might uh, pile on to Stu's days. Have you, oh, yeah. have you heard that? Uh, that news has not reached me yet, but I'm sure it's, uh, I'm sure it's bubbling. Yeah, it may, may, may be a bit of an exaggeration, but, uh, but it, is a, it, is, is it a popular day for the podcast and, and Stu, one of the other things that seems to be a developing trend in markets, or at least a, a lot of analysts have speculated, that we're in the midst of seeing a real rotation in the market. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on, on some on the previous podcast, uh, away from growth-oriented stocks towards value-oriented stocks. And, uh, and, and we again, if we look at the early part of this year, we, we, we saw... You know, a couple of weeks where we saw a big move in that direction, it's sort of settled down. But why don't you uh, let, let's start by explaining what, in your view, represents a, a value stock versus what's more of a growth stock? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a you know that is an interesting place to start because we have seen you know a tremendous rotation. Um, you know, I think you know. So when I think of a, a value stock. Uh, and and there's a lot of growth stocks that become value stocks, right? Like, yeah, yes. I think about it more as an approach to the market. So a a value investor, uh, you know, started off, uh, you know, in the Graham and Dodd days with the, uh, you know, finding cigar butts and, uh, you know, Warren Buffett and and those value investing value investing really morphed to, um, you know, how much cash was available in the business and how might it be reinvested and what type of growth could that produce and it, it really evolved to uh, you know not just buying the assets of the company today but kind of its future value at a discount so you know a value investor tends to ask questions like how much cash is going to come out when is it going to come out how risky is it and how much capital does it take to get at that cash right those are four questions that a value investor is just asking over and over and over again a growth investor tends to you know, focus on total addressable market, um, you know, the revenue that could come from the business in a number of years uh, down the road. Uh, it's always um, or it's often associated with very big themes and they're very exciting themes. Like uh, they're they're the themes that change the world and the businesses that are successful uh, uh, often are spectacular stocks. Um, so, but I, you know, kind of the value investor is, not just focused on the quality of the company, but also, you know, what do I have to pay for that versus, you know, a growth investor is, you know, certainly focused on um, on getting that equation right, but is also just focused on, you know, the absolute level of the growth that the business might generate because in the early phases of a big theme, that growth almost, almost always blows past people's expectations. Yeah. Um, which generates a lot of enthusiasm. So, uh, the rotation we've seen, you know, so, you know, and in, in, in why we've seen a rotation is that 
a growth stock, uh, the cash flow is usually quite far into the future. So you value something that's a number of years down the road and you bring it back to the present. So when you change the discount rate, which is the rate that you, you know, so if I have a, a $5 of cash flow 10 years from now and I, and I discount it at 7%, that would be worth around two and a half today. If I go and discount it at 10%, it's going to be worth, you know, somewhere in the high ones or $2, right? So yeah. you you change, it's not that you really changed uh, what you think the future's worth, you change the discount rate because of higher interest rates. Sometimes in those stocks, both the future and the interest rate changes at the same time, which is why you see these remarkable moves in the stock market. You know, conversely, some of the value stocks that had been not receiving quite the same attention, they generate a lot of cash flow today. So you can see the reward sooner and it's not as impacted as much by changes in interest rates. In fact, what's causing higher interest rates might be a better economy, which is gonna generate even more cash flow for those businesses sooner. So that's the dynamic that takes place. When you talk about value to growth, it's not like uh, people have woken up and said, these businesses are no good, these businesses are now great. Yeah. It's the cash that comes from them and how the stock market is dealing with how it might value them. And that's, uh, you know, that's really what takes place. Um, you know, last week uh, I was down or I wish I was down. <laughs> it was online. Yeah, online. Uh, we were, you know, some of my partners and I, we listened uh, this year to the Columbia Value Investing Conference. Normally it's uh, a couple of days to New York, but it's always a great refresher with a number of really well-known investors. Um, you know, and that notion, <clears throat> that notion that, you know, and it's an old Warren Buffett, but uh, you know, how much cash, when does it come? How risky is it? How much capital does it take to generate that cash? You know, those are four questions we're always thinking about. And, um, you know, probably the most interesting keynote was Howard Marks, although there was lots of different investors. and. Yeah, I would say the key to each investor's success who was there is they're highly disciplined. Yeah. So however you approach the stock market, you approach it in a very consistent manner, um, whatever your discipline might be. But Howard Marks uh, was a second to last on the Friday. And, you know, it, you know, he really kind of summed up much of what we've talked about over time, uh, which is this notion that, you know, the, the price that you see in the market today is a function of the fundamentals. And it's a function of the psychology. And, you know, he, you know, he had this kind of interesting way of saying, like, the fundamentals go from pretty good to not so good. But the psychology goes from flawless to helpless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's that psychology that really whips the price around rather than uh, the fundamentals. And, you know, we've talked about that, how, you know, over long periods of time, earnings growth tends to be around 7%. And, if you give it time, it's actually not that volatile. But the psychology around how you might value that can really, uh, you know, change a lot. Um, he did use uh, one of my favorites because we're scenario-based investors, which is Yogi Berra. In theory, uh, practice and theory are the same. In practice, they're not. Sorry, in theory, practice and theory are the same. In, in practice, they're not. You know, which is just another way of reminding yourself that you need to envision a variety of outcomes which allows you to, you know, kind of turn the psychological ups and downs that you know are going to come into your friend uh, for your portfolio. 
and that's dollar cost averaging and, and doing your best to, to take advantage of volatility rather than being a victim of volatility. So um, anyways, that's some of the things we were doing in the last week. I just thought I'd pass them on. Yeah, and and uh, and and the, the the other thing I would add to that, and and, and it goes with uh, with those of you who are listening regularly to to this podcast, uh, and and particularly Stu's days. You know, our objective here is to uh, is is to to help you learn, uh, is to give you some some ideas, some things to think about that you can employ in in your own investment management, or if you're working with an advisor, put you in a position to have a a better discussion with that investment advisor to come to better decision making, uh, and and part of that, and and part of what you get out of listening to a podcast like this, uh, as Stu is always sharpening his tools, he's. Uh, you know, he, he obviously, uh, you, you know, Stu's been investing for 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 many decades, uh, but still is taking time to go and, and listen to other investment experts uh, from different parts of the world, conferences uh, now now via WebEx or uh, or FaceTime or, or Zoom, whatever it may be uh, to, uh, to to make sure that you're uh, you're you're listening to ideas that other investors have so that you can you know, test it against your own process or maybe even look at, uh, at, at, at different ways to evolve what you're doing uh, from an investment process perspective. So uh, it, it, it's a good lesson. And, and as you suggested, uh, you, you pick up just a couple little things and it, it just helps guide you around the, 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 those key decisions that you have to make around your investment portfolio. 100%. Uh, you know, my partner, Doug, says there's no monopoly on good ideas. And it's just a great reminder that uh, you can always learn something, uh, and um, and it's really important. Yeah, and uh, and 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 the uh, the the good thing is, uh, as always, this is an audio podcast because if uh, if people could see my sweater, they'd know the type of investor I am. Deep value. There we go. <laughs> so, Stu, thanks, uh, thanks again. Another uh, another really interesting discussion, and we will see you back hopefully next Tuesday will be on schedule. And uh, I think we get into, uh, we'll, we'll start to see uh, some more earnings, particularly uh, some of the Canadian banks coming up and, uh, and we'll take a look at that. So, uh, so thanks and, and we'll talk to you soon. Great, thanks Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.